Good morning, Tim. You're welcome. Let's start with what we know and then maybe venture off into some speculation as we go here. You and I swapping notes the other day, and we agree there would appear to be enough evidence at this moment to convict the gun. The issue is the gun in the hands of the person you've arrested. How do you go about connecting those dots? And, and from your perspective as a defense lawyer, how do you rebut that stuff based again on what we know now? Well, that's right, Tim. As we were discussing, you're the Nibin hit or Nibin hit is the National Integrated Ballistics Information Network, and that's a shell casing match uh, from a dig- digital images of the shell casings from semi-automatic handgun that's then compared by a computer. And once the computer says, "Hey, look, I think there's a match," then a forensic analyst would look at the shell casings or uh, try to get the weapon and look at additional shell cases and say, yes, I can confirm this does look like these cartridges were fired, cartridge cases were fired from the same weapon. And then that puts the gun at the crime scene. And then from there, you've got a lot more work to do, obviously, to put the gun in the hands of the of the suspect. And we don't know because they're not telling us, and probably for very good reason, a lot of what they know. We presume they, the investigators, and there's a lot of hands in this pie, Philadelphia here, federal level, the ATF, FBI, those folks. So we don't know everything they know. Based on what we do know, though, uh, what are your thoughts? If you were, if this case, if you suddenly found yourself as the defense attorney for Akil Crump, here. Where do you start? What does any defense lawyer do when handed this, uh, such as we know it now? Well, the first thing you want to do is try to learn more information and try to understand, you know, where has this gun been? Who's had it? How did they, how did they um, link it to Mr. Crumpton? Um, you want to understand that. And then, of course, you know, there's lots of innocent explanations for how that could happen. Uh, or somewhat innocent, certainly more innocent than than uh, cold-blooded murder. But uh, you'd want to do that, and you would you know would want to hope you could get in front of that and figure out how they did that, because that's a real problem. And another, it seems to me, again, Attorney Mo Wiltshire here, uh, it, it seems to me there's also the issue. You stepped us through initially how you go about matching bullet casings, shell casings, uh, this national ballistics network that, that's used by the ATF and others uh, and used evidently in this case. Uh, is it is it as ironclad as you make it sound, or can a good defense lawyer poke holes in it? Well, of course, it's look, it's it's science, and as we've learned, you know, over the last couple of years, science is exactly as good as the efforts you put into following the protocols that make it reliable. So, yeah, I mean, you would you would definitely want an attorney that understands how this works to look at it very carefully and perhaps have your own expert look at it. It's not you know, completely ironclad, but it is reliable methodology that can be done effectively to get you where you need to be. But, you know, if you're Mr. Crumpton's attorney, which, of course, I'm not, but if you were, you would be saying, okay, great, you've got the gun in Philadelphia, you've got the gun, you think, in Athens, you've got, you know, my client in both those places, what puts him in that convenience store? I mean, that's a big, that's a big next step, and you're right, we don't know all the evidence for very good reason, but we have to assume there's more. Again, Mo Wiltshire with his criminal defense attorney here. Let's back up and talk about where we are now, where Akil Crumpton is now. He's behind bars in Philadelphia. Extradition pending, we are told. I, I suppose there's a step he could take and a lawyer could take to fight that, at least on a temporary basis. How does that work? Well, you could oppose extradition, and there's it's basically just a delaying process at this point. I mean, there's it's not like 
Philadelphia doesn't have an extradition treaty with, with Oconee County. That's mm-hmm. not the issue. So it's, there are things you can do, but I don't usually see them done for any reason other than you don't want the person being brought back to the jurisdiction you're in. It'd be just a delaying tactic and would not stop him from being back here, brought here to face charges. And, and given what we know now, there was some confusion or the lack of clarity initially. As a homicide in Philadelphia, he, Crumpton, is not, I gather, charged in a homicide. Such charges as he faced there would be weapons charges. So I suppose, if nothing else, we're, we're not conflicted with Philadelphia on who gets to deal with him first. It doesn't sound like to me. I think that's right, Tim. So far, Philadelphia authorities appear to have charged him with weapons-related charges. Of course, their rules in in Philadelphia are vastly different in terms of who's allowed to have weapons and where than they are here in the free state of Georgia. Uh, In terms, and this has come up, uh, is there any foot in the door? Is there any way, and and, uh, intuitively I think the answer to this is always yes, but you can give me some clarity here. Is there, should it come to this, is there a way for the feds to get involved? Is there a way to make a federal case out of this, or is it going to be up to the prosecution here to successfully see this through? Well, yeah, I mean, you're right. The answer to the question is there's always a way for the feds to get involved when you've got state lines being crossed. But, you know, the, the offense of murder is an offense that is, is within the sphere of state government and local government to, to prosecute. You don't see by itself without more, without a federal, you know, area that it impinges on uh murders prosecuted at the federal level so i would expect this is a state court prosecution that's coming uh any i got a listener asking me about this uh, a moment ago uh and i know we're, we're getting way ahead of ourselves here our attorney our district attorney deborah gonzalez probably didn't even have the case file on her desk at this point but is there any way or any path toward a change of venue there's been a lot of attention paid to this locally and regionally is, is, could we see a, a defense lawyer say let's move this out of athens or out of oconee county Probably, and I would say that's going to be probably likely because, uh, you know, as as we all know, there's been nothing in Oconee County that's galvanized the public like this and, and been so important to so many of us that live here uh, like this case. So I would imagine that, yeah, there will be a an attempt to change venue at some point. I think that's fair speculation. Again, Mo Wiltshire with us here another couple of minutes talking about this case. Uh, and again, we're, we're getting way ahead of ourselves in Somerset. For all we know, the guy could plead guilty and nothing ever happens by way of bringing this to a trial. That's certainly within the realm of possibility, as is uh, the, the other end of that spectrum. Okay, fight it out, and possibly this becomes a capital trial. Ultimately, and help me out with this, ultimately that is a decision, whether this is to be a capital trial, a death penalty trial. Ultimately, that's a decision made by who? A district attorney, correct? That is exactly right. That's the district attorney's call on whether to seek the death penalty or not. And, and it raises the bar substantially, I think. My, my, and you tell me, because you've done, this is your profession. I'm just some guy who looks at these things from time to time. My understanding of capital trials, and again, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but once you seat a jury... Once you seat a jury that's gone through all the vetting and all the voir dire, and yes, if it comes to it, I can give that person the death penalty. I can recommend the death penalty for that person. Haven't you seated a jury that's predisposed to convict? Well, I think that's what a defense lawyer would tell you that all the time, that, that yes, you have, to, you have to get a jury that's you know willing to convict someone, and then you, you get to really talk past the guilty verdict when you're death qualifying a jury. So yeah, that 
that's a big that's a big issue. Uh, and of course, you know, there's there's arguments on both sides of that. Uh, I don't think that will be an issue for us in this case for the simple reason that I, I don't think, as currently constituted, we're going to have a, a, anybody seek the death penalty in the district attorney's office. Mm. I, I think she's on the record. Miss Gonzalez is on the record saying she won't do that. And so, yeah, that would, again, a decision that rests with her. But you're right. I remember that through the course of the campaign. Uh, one wonders because this is a community that I think, and we don't, thankfully, we don't conduct justice this way. You take a poll, probably you'd have a lot of folks in favor of a death penalty in this case. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think everybody here uh, is outraged by, you know, the nature and horror of this crime and, and would like to see that level of, of retribution uh, from the state. Yes, sir. A, a completely unfair question. I'll acknowledge that up front and then we'll let you go, Mo Wiltshire. Based on, and you and I are reading the same things and maybe talking to some of the same people, based on what you've seen and read so far and your own intuition, again, you've been around a few of these over the years, your level of confidence in 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 the in having the guilty party in this case well and this is complete speculation but i can do that because it's not my case but mm. i'll say this there's a long way to go right now um and what we know right now is not enough for a conviction but i have lots of confidence in sheriff hale and the investigators in oconee Care, uh, sheriff's office just because i've spent lots of time professionally you know reviewing their work and and sometimes working against them and trying to tear down their work and you know, they, I know they have worked an insanely, um, just a huge effort has gone into this, uh, and I have confidence in their judgment and ability. So, I mean, I'm assuming there's more evidence that we know about now. But, yeah, it's I can speculate they need more evidence. And Mo Wiltshire, criminal defense attorney, thanks for your insights here. Yes, sir. Thank you.